The following discussion is based solely on the opinions of the podcasters. This podcast and its creators are in no way affiliated with the authors or books discussed. Please note that episodes may contain spoilers with or without warning, and listeners are encouraged to read the corresponding book before listening. Explicit language may be used throughout. Listener discretion is advised. to Young Adulting, a basic book club where three millennials read and discuss young adult books to try to escape our adult responsibilities. My name is Carmen. I'm Sarah. And I'm Veronica. And before we get into this week's book, what are each of us drinking today and what boring adult responsibility is everybody escaping this week? So I am currently, I guess, not so much escaping but this week, our dryer decided to not work anymore, even though we've only had it for eight <laughs> nice. months, and it really should... Oh, my God. Yeah, we bought it when we moved in this house, so we've had it for eight months. It totally crapped out, and the earliest I can get someone to come is tomorrow. So we've had about a week of no laundry done, so all of our clothes is dirty, and today I did like a tiny load of laundry so we would have clean underwear and just hung it up on our shower to dry the old fashioned way. Wait, did you have to like do it in the bathtub? I'm imagining you like I have a washer. Clothes. I didn't get like oh, one I of those see. old washboards in a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> I have a washer, but I can't dry it. So I had to like hang up like a pair of scrubs for tomorrow. I did very strategic laundry. I hung up underwear and we each have one <laughs> clean pair of clothes for tomorrow oh until hopefully God. our dryer is fixed. So that is the adult thing that has happened to me. And I'm drinking a Moscow Mule to uh, forget about it. You even have like oh, the correct fancy. cup for it. That's yeah, extra I do. Fancy. I have the copper yeah. mug. Nice hammered copper. It's very nice. Nice, wow. nice, nice. It's a Christmas present. Um, I am <laughs> like dating again. I don't know if this is like an adult problem because I feel like I'm too old to be dating again. But I'm dating again, <laughs> and that's why I'm drinking. That I feel like that's all that I have to say. It's that's just it. the most. Yeah, that's fair. I mean. It's like a whole different level of adulting, I guess. I don't know. It's stupid. Uh, I'm drinking a Oregon Pinot, a Pinot Noir, because it's been kind of rainy here the last couple days. So I was like, all right, I'll drink red wine. I'll I'll get back into the like cold weather drinks for a couple days. It is also rainy here all week long. Yeah. It's been super cold. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's been there's... so gray here, but it's actually <laughs> well, fine, Veronica. The last two afternoons. <laughs> it's so what? fantastic here where I, I live. I said gray. Oh, yeah, gray. not great. <laughs> <laughs> Gloomy and oh, shitty. Oh, <laughs> okay. Never mind. I was like, well, that seems unnecessary to comment, but. <laughs> uh, just a little bit different. California. Yeah, it's so amazing. <laughs> No, it's been crappy weather, but it's finally sunny this afternoon. Um, I have not enjoyed it at all today. I've just been inside all day, but I'm glad that I can at least see the sun. But I am boring and just drinking um, water right now because I'm finally going back to spin after three weeks off later today and 
have learned that I need to just hydrate as much as humanly possible all day leading up to it or I'll die. (laughs) Essentially. Yeah. I guess you really don't want to drink a cocktail right before spin. I'm pretty sure I would throw up. So I understand. Yeah, I definitely would. Um, But I'll drink when I get back. I'll open one of my bottles of wine that came in our our most recent shipment. Okay. and I am avoiding, uh, I'm avoiding job hunting. I, work sucks. Work is not good. Uh, work is work bad. Sucks. I need I to leave this work. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to apply for more jobs, but um, I've been, I actually applied for and interviewed for two other jobs recently. And the oh. one I was really excited about, I just never heard back from. Damn. So I'm just being depressed uh, and that. not wanting to do anything <laughs> to make it better. <laughs> Job hunting sucks. So I wish I was drinking more than just water right now. But... <laughs> Later. Yeah. Later. You'll, you'll yeah, sweat exactly. and then you'll and then you'll get yeah. wine. So can you just you like scream, like scream during your spin class? Like at some point, just like I ah! probably could. It's loud yeah. enough in there. <laughs> Get all of your Whenever they're like, yeah. are you guys ready? I'll just be like, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to look wow. at you like, uh. Veronica's <laughs> really okay? going through some shit. <laughs> uh, they're not okay. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay. Yeah, well, today we are discussing the third book in the Shadow and Bone series. Uh, by Leah Bardugo. Um, hopefully you guys have listened to the last two episodes, otherwise this probably won't make any sense. But uh, in our previous book, we left Alina, Mal, and what little remained of the second army, having just narrowly escaped the Darkling. Alina had used her connection to the Darkling to summon Nichiovoya. Carmen. <laughs> Nichiovoya. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, and weakened him. Though, in doing so, she greatly weakened herself. The party found themselves underground under an extremely close care of the Apparat, who kept her isolated underground with no sunlight, and she couldn't regain her summoning abilities. Meanwhile, the Darkling had overtaken Ravka and now sits on the throne. Desperate to return above ground, Alina's friends managed to concoct a plan to break her out and allow her to regain her powers and escape the Apparat. They head in search of Nikolai, who conveniently appears just in time to save the group from a crew of army deserters. He takes them all back to a secret mountain fortress where he has been preparing for a rebellion. Here, Alina seeks out Bagra to learn what she can about the Firebird Amplifier and learns that Bagra is actually one of two daughters of Morozova. As the group prepares to search for the Firebird, the fortress is attacked by the Darkling. During the encounter, Nikolai is turned into a winged shadow monster and flees. Bagra sacrifices herself to give the rest of the group an opportunity to escape. They then can seek out this firebird in the nearby mountains. However, upon finding the mystical bird, both Mal and Alina have a revelation that this is not the third amplifier. In fact, the third amplifier is none other than Mal, an unknowing descendant of Morozova. Distraught, they return to the others where they attempt to make alternate plans that do not involve killing Mal. They devise an attack to ambush the Darkling in the fold using Alina's new skills of light bending 
And as expected, this ambush does not go as planned, and Alina is forced to kill Mal and release the third amplifier's powers. Unexpectedly, United the Three Amplifiers does not enhance Alina's powers, but transfers the power of light summoning to all of the non-sum like the humans. Ot Kazatsia? <laughs> people. <laughs> the non-Grisha. <laughs> the non-Grishas throughout Ravka. With so many now able to wield the power of light, together they are able to banish the fold. Alina is left powerless, but is able to kill the Darkling using the same dagger that she used to kill Mal, and his Morzova blood is still on the blade, so it's like killing like. At that time, Nichiyovoya disappear, and Nikolai returns to his human form. The twins are able to revive Mal, and Alina asks that they can publicly pretend that she died in the battle, shedding her role as a saint. Alina and Mal then return to Karaminzen, where they marry and reopen the orphanage. It's a lot. All right. <laughs> a very, That's a like, lot. So Great much. job, Sarah. Turn happens in this book. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Great job. That was a little, it was a little dense, but really yeah. a lot happened in the book. Basically, high, high level. They make a whole bunch of plans and then everything falls apart, but then everything ends up magically working out in the end. That's Maybe a little, yep. a little too magically. I guess, what is yeah, everyone's first impressions? <laughs> What's everyone's initial thoughts on the book? How? What do you think? Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed this one way more than the second book. Like I felt I, it kept me going way more. Um, there was more happening. There was a lot more character development with a lot of the side characters. Um, Mal, I begrudgingly will say was a lot better in this book than in the previous books. Um, Mm, he got a bit better. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm still so disappointed that they ended up together. I know. I was, uh, I was mad. It's a whole topic. I was hoping that it was building to Alina and Nikolai getting together in the end. I but initially course, thought that, not. but then it seemed like as it went, like that was less and less likely to happen. Yeah. Like initially yeah. I thought he actually was interested in her. And then after a while I was like, you know, maybe he, re- I really couldn't tell if he actually had feelings for her or solely was doing it for like a political collection. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Literally halfway through the book, um, on like two page two thirty ish, two thirty two, when they're having that conversation and he like gives her the ring and, he says like it's not love but we might get lucky and in time you might have both yeah and at that point i wrote down i was like all right i guess this isn't happening like yeah. again yeah i waited this long and if that's still where we're at halfway through book three <sighs> i, I know guess they're but probably like, not but getting together can we talk but- about how out of nowhere that ring came from my note i was like yes i was like what like did they just get engaged did i miss something in the last book like what is happening right now i know well it it was like a promise ring because he's like i'm going to engage i'm going to propose to you but it wasn't and i'm like then why what he didn't even say that though (laughs) when he gave it to her i couldn't remember like yeah, I couldn't remember if that happened and that like if it brought was brought out at all in the second book because he does it in the show, uh. and so I was like, oh, like oh, this is like I was prepared for it. So and I couldn't remember if it had come up at all 
the ring had come up at all in the previous book, but I guess yeah, not. yeah. As a person who has get not too... seen the show, it did not. It came very much out of nowhere in this yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. And I was super confused. <laughs> Uh, I will say we shouldn't get too much into the show because as the book went, it was so divergent from the show from the second season that that's like a whole other thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's start, there were let's, some things let's, that, let's go back. like, staple things that were the same, but. Yeah. I First, I want to start with, like, the beginning when she's stuck underground with the apparatus. Um, like that whole. I knew I hated the apparatus. Yeah, he sucks so much. My note is fuck <laughs> the apparatus. That's the first thing that I wrote down. I think I, I wrote so almost annoyed. the same thing. I'm. I think I wrote fucking apparat on my notes. I was like, <laughs> I knew it. He didn't do anything for a long time, but I knew he had some ulterior motive. He didn't he want it. He was so any- condescending, yeah. like just so condescending to her. And yeah, he was. Yeah, it was really yeah. annoying. Yeah, it was like she went from the one dangerous guy right into another dangerous guy's hands. Yeah, like, and the, he had all these people under his control, and so they had to just like be so submissive. And yeah, and he that's a good I, point. Yeah, actually, he was terrible comparing the apparatus to the darkling. Like they're actually somewhat similar. Yeah, I mean, that's well, a good point. Yeah, basically, I feel like the apparatus. I mean, it was like classic control tactics, right? Isolate her, keep yeah. her weak, isolate her mm-hmm. from all of her friends, keep her so she doesn't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, honestly, the whole thing was crazy to me. Like, I feel like, couldn't she just leave? But, like, what was his end game? Even? I don't Because know. if they were all just going to stay down there with her forever, like, the Darkling was going to win. I like, know. I don't fully so understand. I, I don't understand what his... I don't either. Because he I'm clearly wanted her to like... be a saint as a puppet so he can get the power. Yeah. But I guess, like, at what... Like, forever underground? Was that the whole plan? I don't know. I'm going to say, as much Maybe as I love Leah, like, the author, sh- there's a lot of unfinished, random things in this book that she never comes back. We never see the apparatus after she gets out. We never find out what happens to that whole part. It just well, you remember know. she sent to the apparat for aid to send people. Yeah, and the apparat like, no, just said fuck them 12 you. People, yeah. Oh no, he didn't yeah. give them twelve people. Those twelve people escaped and ran of their yeah. own volition from the apparat. The apparat sent nobody. I don't know. So, it felt very unfinished. Yeah. But that's like yeah. the last that we hear of him, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that the very end they say Nikolai pardoned him because he felt like he had to for political reasons. But like, oh yeah, he does. But that's it. Like, yeah, I don't really, I don't understand exactly what his end goal was of how he wanted that to play out with her just weak underground without her summoning powers. Like, forever? I, mean, I think he wanted the power of controlling her. If he controlled her, then he got to have the power of that. Yeah. Maybe now that we're talking about this and he came out to be pardoned by Nikolai, I'm like, maybe his goal was to have the Darkling and Nikolai battle it out and see who would win. And then he could come out and either say, look, I've protected the Sun Summoner for you this whole time for Nikolai. Or if it was the Darkling, he could say, look, I kept her weakened and I saved her for you all this time. That's true. That's good. I bet that's it. much better. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so then they get out and the the convoluted escape plan that they have where it's like, oh, we let ourselves get arrested because that would bring the explosive powder. It, it was so convoluted. 
I was like, there's no way. It was a, a lot going in. Yeah, and then <laughs> so the best part, the best part, honestly, I think I laughed out loud. So the best part of that is fucking Mal, they have the bag With of the, the beetle? explosive go yes. up the chimney. Yes, so it goes up the yeah. chimney, and then Alina thinks in her head, what an impossible shot. No way he can do that. And then he says later, betcha don't know how I did it. I put a beetle on it, and I'm yes. so good at tracker, I could just sense the beetle up the chimney and curve the so bullet ridiculous. like that yeah. one movie. Like, what the hell was that? Wanted? You're talking about wanted? Yes! He wanted oh, yeah. bullet up there to the beetle in the chimney. Like, I was like, what on earth? That okay, was, thank you. That was their I plan. Mean, I made a note at that point, but, like, is Mal a heart render or something? Like, there's no way that he has this, like, supernatural ability. Yeah. Well, I think you find out later well, his abilities. Yes. But, yeah. But- I was going to say, it only becomes believable when, in the end, we find out he's the third amplifier and... He's had this connection to, like, all other living things, apparently, this whole time. Right. I don't know how that's explained by his yeah tracking ability think, and being the amplifier. Like, I'm not really sure how those relate. I also think it's apparently it's, part it's of it. It's hilarious because everyone just takes that as, like, yeah, he can just do that. Like, he's not yeah. magical. He's just a normal guy, but he can sense every living thing, including this worm in the dirt 500 yeah. miles away. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just Mal. Like, mm, normal. Yeah, he's just really good at tracking. Yeah, I'm like, that's not tracking. Inhumanly that's good. That's not tracking, even. Tracking's like looking for, no. you know, tracks. Scat. <laughs> yeah, scat. He didn't ever look for scat. Following actual signs of... The existence of another creature, not just knowing blindly that it exists somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So that was ridiculous. I agree. And then, yeah, they're kind of. Initially, I was very heartbroken when I saw that T- Tamar and Tolia were the ones bringing him in for a second. I was like, no. And then I think. Yeah, I immediately wrote down, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't believe this. I know. I wrote all these notes. And then when I saw that it was all part of the plan and it was they were on their side. I tore all the notes out, and I'm like, all right, I, sh- I jumped the, the gun a little bit. <laughs> I threw all those. I think I just wrote down, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, can we also talk about how around this time is the first time that she, like, projects herself into the Darkling to see where he's at? Like, this mm-hmm. is we've seen him, you know, all throughout the second book. She kept seeing him come to her, and this is the first mm-hmm. time that she's able to, like, do the same thing back to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. Really I mean, it's. Scenes, but I think also the Darkling is like my favorite character. I did too. So. Well, I think it's like as she grows more confident in her power, she's like going through this huge character development. And it's like before she was afraid mm-hmm. of him. And, you know, I mean, she was still drawn to him, but like she was afraid from their encounters when he would come to her and their connection. And now she's like feeling much more confident and powerful. And now she's like, no, I want to fucking go scare him a little bit. Like. I want to. What's that? And yeah. then it's also at the end of the second book, she like creates her own creatures, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I can't remember what mm-hmm. it's called. That Merzost. Yeah. So they keep on talking about how so, that connects them. The fact mm-hmm. that they both have been able yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. We were talking last time too about like what is it in her that's like changing her is it this niche voya by is it the amplifiers is it 
whatever, her connection to the Darkling. And um, I think they finally kind of answer it. But I made this note on page 68 when she's, I think that's when she goes to him for the first time. But she's she says like, a vibration moving over the connection between us. It called to me through the collar at my neck and the bite at my shoulder, amplified by the fetter at my wrist, a bond forged by Merzost and the dark poison in my blood. So it's like all of these things that are connecting both of yeah. them. But I also wrote down, it's kind of like Harry Potter. It's like, the scar. <laughs> like she has a little bit of him in her yeah. now and can spy on and see what he's doing. She can yeah. just like, like even Potter use his Voldemort. power. Yeah, it's like the use of the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like as she's understanding this bond between them more and more, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how much it is the things that are happening so much as like she's just understanding it more the more that she delves into it and the more that she has her own power to experiment with Mm -hmm. and pulls on that thread even more until she can spy on him like Harry Potter. It is. It's very Voldemort Horcrux-esque. Yeah. Except like sexier. I don't just know. Like sexier. I, yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There was so things. much sex and just connection between <laughs> Harry and Voldemort. It was just radiating off the page. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when he went to hug Malfoy, you didn't feel yeah. a little bit like jealous that you weren't getting that. Voldy, Voldy was like, you already have a little bit in the inside of you, Harry. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Show you my elder Me and my wand. big giant snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter was a romance novel. Yeah, a bromance. Maybe we should analyze that a little deeper in our in our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was also around this time that Nikolai comes back. Uh, mm-hmm. This like convenient rescue situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a little convenient. They're looking for him in the moment they like are about to be overtaken by deserters he like literally like came down like he swung down from like up in the air or something I was very like much that imagined, the heavens like, the george of the jungle type. yes i was like are there yes. vines does he really yeah. swing in <laughs> i think that is what he did yeah i think it, it literally might be. is yes yeah it was but a i little... do love him i love nikolai so much. i love nikolai he was a great character yeah i love him he was needed too, like mm-hmm. as a little bit of lightness throughout this mm-hmm. book. Well, in the beginning, then it's it gets very sad. a little bit once he becomes yeah, when he turns Batman. into a monster, yeah, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> oh god, I mean, yeah, but yeah, I I loved him. It's not a secret. He was my favorite. I don't know how yeah. Alita was not enticed by his charms. Over Mal, the she's been in love with Mal the whole freaking time. I know. And I, despite what the two of them say, I do think him being an amplifier has a lot to do with it. I mean, wait, the Darkling is the amplifier. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow, I got so confused. Mal, (laughs) Mal, (laughs) Mal being an amplifier has a lot to do with it. Because you know they, I mean, he says like, oh, well, you made me laugh, and like, you, you know we had human interactions that are part of it, which is true. Yeah. But that like deep desire within her bones, I think has everything oh, to do with him being an amplifier. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, even I, before, even before she ever knew that they existed though, 
Yeah, I think that was like that draw was there. I think that kind of draw natural draw and like kind of what kept them so close together. That does make sense with like him being this like sex pot in the first book and like Zoya being attracted to him and stuff. Like, oh yeah, and they finally admit it. They admit it. They banged. Yeah. Oh yeah. They They finally him and Zoya. Yeah. Uh, Zoya was one of my favorite characters in this whole book, though. She was super I fun. really liked her. I, yeah. if I, if I recall, I think I said that in episode two, and you I guys both said she was a her. mean girl. You guys were both, she's so I really, mean. I really hope that she ends up being more than a mean girl, yeah. and that's what she ended up yeah. being. So. I, I did I it. I see by not liking her in book two, but I did want yeah. her to come around, and she does, and I'm glad. Yeah. But and in a you re- were right, Carmen, if that's what you need Thank to you. hear. <laughs> yes, I do. I, I do need to hear that. Thank you. Um, I do feel like I feel like they did it in a believable way, though, because she yeah. still stayed fucking snobby and like she was helpful to the group. But she's like, I'm not putting up the fucking tents. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Like, yeah. you know, she's still like very much like yes. in her character. So I thought that was. Yeah, a decent I like that. I agree. It was believable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really liked her. Um, another thing that I really liked and what was one of my favorite scenes in the book was uh, when Genya gets found out. So after all of this, when Nikolai takes them back to his, like, castle in the sky, which, mm-hmm. by the way, sounds fucking incredible and I really want to be in. Like, I know. Like, it sounds so cool. Also, I did um, appreciate that they took him to the castle in the sky and Nikolai's like, what? I have a lot of money. And I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same, yes. Um, but yeah, once Genya's get got like found out and they have this confrontation between her and the king, that was one of my favorite scenes. It was so yeah. very raw and like she's like, Yeah, no, I did poison him, but I did put in his food. It was on me. Like every time mm-hmm. that he raped me, he got yeah. poisoned. Yeah. It, it was, was good. pretty dark. Yeah. It was Yeah, I thought that was good. I liked hearing her stand up for herself and not back down, but also be like, I'm willing to take whatever punishment is necessary, but like I fucking did what I had to do. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how believable it is that the King would actually be um, convicted of rape though. I don't, I don't know if we want to get into that. I appreciate well, he what I did. I think that he knows that it wouldn't. I don't think Nikolai truly thought that his dad would be convicted. I think he was just threatening it, and then he sent him away, knowing like, of course the king's not going to get convicted of raping a servant. You think that but... he, his dad, just the king, whatever, not actually his dad, but the king went along with it because he knew that he was ailing and couldn't stand up to him, or uh, that's what I was kind of like. Yeah. Oh, they just like are his. The king and the queen are just like, I mean, all right, that... fine, we'll go. Well, I mean, they were good for nothing. Like, they, you know, like, literally he was bare, like, he was sickly. He, whenever they did stuff, it got in the way. Like, Nikolai was doing everything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was kind of not that surprising. Like, they kind of maybe realized, like, do we even Like, we're to... losing here. Maybe yeah. we should go with a little bit of grace, I think. Maybe, like, you know, like, Nikolai was, like, the man of the people. Mm-hmm. Like probably public sentiment was not going to be all that much in support of the overthrown and in hiding king who raped his servants and just yelled at people. 
You know, like <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, this isn't Game of Thrones, I guess. Yeah, was Vasily the brother? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that his death was maybe harder on the parents. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think I mean this is all from Alina's point of view, but she says when she first sees them how much worse they both look. You know, yeah. like yeah, they both just look like shells of themselves, and so yeah. maybe like, they maybe just, their fight was you know, just not really in them anymore. Gone. Yeah. yeah, but I will say I made the note of good for Nikolai for standing up to Pops, but also I feel like it was way too easy. Like yeah, it just yeah, it was a little, yeah. it was a little, yeah. yeah. I kind of expected there to be more of a fight, but mm-hmm. yeah, me too. And I think there could have been. Like I think, I think it could have still ended up that way with there being either more dialogue or cut and come back to it later. Like. But yeah. I think it was easier to just probably get them out of the picture and move on with the story. And Yeah. He did say, I think, at that time that he's, like, basically said to Jenya, like, we'll figure out what to do with you after all of this is over. Like, not that she was mm, off right. the hook. He's like, I just, I don't even know what we're going to do about this. Like, we'll fucking sort it out later, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she gets pardoned, so. I was going to yeah. say that they don't. But okay. Yeah. I mean, I think. She I mean, I guess she did enough pardon. to. Yeah. 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 Did enough to earn it. What do you guys it? think of Jenya and David? I'm glad they finally. Yeah, got that was together. my next note that I was gonna bring that up. That was cute. It was pretty cute. I will say, I never really particularly liked David as a character, but he's he grew on me. I mean, me. it makes her happy. I guess. I don't know. He seemed to. Suck. I like him. I think, aside from Nikolai. I don't know how great, uh, no offense to Lee Bardugo, but I don't know how great she is at writing likable guys. Like, the love story between David and Jenya is like, Jenya wasn't, uh, again, in love with him for so long, and he never really noticed her or did anything. And then at that hearing or whatever with the king and queen is when he finally says something. And then the same thing with friggin' Mal. Like, in this book, he finally says, like, oh, no, I mm-hmm. actually really was in love with you the whole time and was trying to avoid it. I'm like, you fucking said the opposite of that, I think, the last yeah. book. Like, like it feels convenient. Yeah. It feels like convenient writing and not evidenced in his character. It is a little bit. But I did like Jenya and David, and I feel like their getting together was maybe, like, a little hand wavy kind of like okay i guess they're just together now but once they were together as a couple i thought like their dynamic was i liked the two of them together yeah yeah they're both like little like to like work with on things together and come up with little schemes and, yeah. yeah that's true they're they're working together on the poisons and stuff i think she says at one point like she didn't realize how much genya enjoyed yeah. that mm-hmm. until she got with David and they were working out together. Yeah. But and I, like, I don't know. It was cute, but. I don't know. He grew on me. He was kind of like, I don't know. I mean, he was kind of shitty and he did some stupid things and he was not good with people. But like when they're coming and he has the humongous pack and he has yeah. all the stuff and then they're like, did you bring yeah. all the journals? He's like, of course I brought all the journals. <laughs> like. Yeah, I like David. Except that they never even used them for anything. Like, I don't know. It just. To me, it felt like a lot of plot that they was set up to be something that didn't end up being anything. It was, yeah. like, everything that happened in this book. 
So maybe that's um, a good point to talk about, like, the big reveal, right? Mal being a Morozova well, descendant. Well, hold on. Before before we get there, I want to go into the uh, her talking with Bagra, because it was around, like, when she's still in this, and she finds out about Bagra being... Morozova. Uh, Morozova's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that whole kind of yeah. reveal of the story. What did you guys think of that? I saw it coming because I've seen the show, so... <laughs> same, same. So I saw oh, it coming. Funny. I was surprised. I, I, I kind of was at a point where I was like, oh, maybe they made that up in the show because it was taking so long for them to say it in the book. Um, so I was not yeah, surprised. I thought, I thought because, like, the first season of the show went along very well with the first season of the book, I thought the second season would basically just be the second book, so I thought I was safe. And then it actually went way, it cut a bunch of the second book out and went into the yeah. third and, like, revealed a bunch of that stuff, so it was spoiled for me, too. But, oh, damn. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah, to know totally what you though. thought. Yeah. And it was... Yeah. <laughs> that was also when uh, the Darkling finally gets his name. Like, yeah. we finally know that he's Alexander. Finally. was around the same time. And, again, I'm sorry, like... I have terrible taste in men, so the Darkling is my favorite of the men <laughs> by far. Well, I and this like little vulnerable moment between the two of them, where he's like, "Please call me by my name." I don't know. It was just I really appreciated it, and I thought it was a really interesting. Like to your point, okay, Leah doesn't write very good men that I actually want to date, but I do also think that she writes them in a way that none. They're very like anti-hero slash like mm-hmm. real people. I you know? will say like. What I I did appreciate out of Bagra's story in the book, I felt like it explained the Darkling's motivations way more. Like, he became so much more real and believable as a character, as a person, when you're like, one, he's been alive for all of this time. Two, he obviously has talked about feeling alone with this power that nobody else has, but it's made even more like extreme knowing that his own grandfather hated his mother and basically like cast her aside. And like this is family history of aloneness. And because of that trauma that his mother experienced, she put that all on him and in his like deluded sense of, reality and right he was like well grisha need to be supported and have power and be given the same opportunities that non-grisha are given and justified all of these means to that end because they said did you read the extra chapter at the end from his like his backstory i didn't see it i didn't know there was an extra chapter i read through her like whole interview but i didn't see that there was an extra chapter no it's after that oh i saw the interview and i didn't read it anymore (laughs) no it's after the interview and after the fan art which is super cute uh there's like a chapter of his backstory a darkling prequel story oh i did not read it was there anything revealed that was interesting it's his, he's like 13 years old in Bagra, and she's very, I was like, okay, he's gonna be my favorite character, because he, it's so nuanced, like, he grew up in a completely different time than this book takes place in, and so it was, like, if you were Grisha, you had to hide away from society, because people would literally kill you, mm-hmm. and to add on to that, he's an amplifier, 
So they can't even be comfortable in Grisha society because as soon as any Grisha find out that he's an amplifier, they want to kill him and take his bones to use as an amplifier. Mm. So it's like he's always been in this position of being the the hunted, mm-hmm. I guess. And so now it makes sense that he's trying to, one, protect other Grisha and two, just protect himself, like get into a position of power where no one would is dare. Is that what this King of Scars yeah, thing is? Uh, or does mine not have it? No, demon in the wood. Oh, I don't have that. I think. Oh, maybe they have what? different ones. I think King of Scars is about Nikolai. It's a different. There's book about Zoya Nikolai. and Dima, who Whoa. I don't know, but I yeah, I don't have that chapter in mine. Oh my god! I thought we all bought the same. We one. did. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I will say. I yeah, mean, okay. So trying, I guess, not to use, like. I'm definitely biased because of that but i already really liked him even before that Mm. yeah and so i don't know i i feel like i would love to read his story from his point of view i guess Mm. like a whole story from his point yeah well i also think that like they basically like bagger said i you know i tried to raise him so that he wouldn't feel the way that i felt growing up neglected Mm. and you know everything and she's like, and it fucking backfired because I told him there's no one that's equal to you. You stand above all of them. Like all these things that got him into his head, which I mean, there is, it's true. There is no one equal to him really aside Alina, but you know, that complex drove him so much when he became an mm-hmm. adult and did yeah. all this shit. How he treated everybody. Yeah. yeah. But the other, the thing that I did hate that came out of that whole story that Bagger told him was that Alina thought that she was the descendant of the other Morozova daughter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that she and the Darkling were cousins. And I was like, <laughs> and then she... <laughs> I hate, I hate when this happens in book. It happened in that other series City too. Of the, um, yeah. Yes, what? Where they thought that they were like brother and sister for, for like so long. Yes. Yeah. What it was so was long. It was like City of Bone. I, I think that was that's right. The first yeah, book yeah. Or the, I can't remember if that was a series title, Ugh, but yeah, I hated, I hated so that much. too. I was like, at first, I was like, oh, that could make sense, like the dark and the light both coming from. But then when she was like, but yeah. that would make me related, I was like, no, 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 no. This <laughs> please oh, don't be correct. <laughs> that was the point. I was like, okay, she's obviously not going to end up with Nikolai because I think at that point yeah. he'd already like done the engagement ring and she, they had admitted yeah. that it's not going to be romantic. Mm-hmm. And then this, then she thinks that he's her cousin, and I was like, okay, obviously they're not going to come back from that. Yeah. So I just have yeah. to accept that it's going to be Mal, and it was yeah. so upsetting. I wrote, hate this. Like that's what my note says. <laughs> hate this. I think at that yeah, point no, I that just assumed Mal really was just gonna die and alina was either gonna also die or just be alone like that that was the point i was at i mean i'll be honest i never thought that alina and the darkling would actually get together i agree there was chemistry there was a connection between them i thought maybe i mean physically they could get together but he did way too much evil yeah. shit to be redeemed i didn't think like, they were gonna get together live happily ever as a after couple, but that second yeah. time that she went to visit him i did think they were gonna get together mm. oh yeah no it was i mean like pretty was freaking i know i was like second. come on yeah. just just do it it's not even real and then you can yeah. come back and <laughs> <laughs> i know i know but no yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I did, didn't. 
Well, I was just going to say, I was going to try to find the page because it was page 234. And it was around this time. Um, and she's like thinking about Mal. It's so after the engagement, non-engagement with Nikolai, after the thinking that he's her cousin with the Darkling. And then now she's thinking about Mal. And she says, in the end, maybe love just meant longing for something impossibly bright and forever out of reach. And that was like so sad for me. Yeah, that's just, really super sad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just she just seems so alone mm-hmm. through a yeah. lot of this book. Yeah. I mean, that was the connection with her and the Darkling. They were both, yeah. like, very alone. Well, to go back to Mao, because I do think this was something that, for me, redeemed him a little bit in this book. Like, he left her in the dust, basically, in the last book, and she was so alone when she was at... Um, the little palace. The little palace, being in charge and not, not really knowing, like who her friends were or who she needed to be in charge of and when to put on her different um, masks of being the saint versus the head of the army Mm -hmm. versus whatever, just Alina. And she was kind of continuing that through a lot of this book. And then after everything happened at the fortress, um, Mal is like, look, you can't just go be alone in your grief like you have to come we're all grieving and we all need each other and I think it was like at that point that she started to kind of lean a little bit more on the other people as as more friends than just like her army and mm-hmm. um well now I guess I'm gonna say but even before that it was before that right when she got the ring and then invited all the girls back to her room to like look at the dresses and stuff oh yeah so i guess it it did kind of start before that but um yeah no i i do think that that's a pretty prevalent theme throughout this book is the community that she builds around Mm -hmm. herself and she she talks about that as being the differentiator between her and the darkling yeah also multiple times she thinks about like how different would he be if he had somebody like genya how different would i be if i didn't yeah you know um, yeah, and Mal so does I, I come do back that and that is kind of a prevalent reinforce that as well. Like we talked kind of last time, Sarah, you had said something about like in the Sarah Moss books, the guys being their their love interests, biggest, like cheerleader. biggest cheerleader. And I feel like Mal was actually trying to do that throughout this book. Like when she was putting herself down, he was like, "No, here is how you're different from the Darkling, and here's why." Um, yeah. So I feel like That's he had true. his little he did like try to feel be sorry for of... myself entire book annoyingly but then his martyrness yeah got over it finally let's talk about it (laughs) yes okay can we talk about his tattoo yes oh my god it sounds so bad (laughs) yes what is that why why is that the phrase i am become a blade what and also if you're so embarrassed that you got it why did you get it across your whole fucking back your entire back i don't know about you guys i was literally imagining like his entire oh yeah Yeah, me too that's how i pictured it like a sun symbol literally from like his upper (laughs) spine down yeah and then this like scrawling print of this absurd phrase that why it's not I don't like, know. the grammar I don't know. is so maybe awkward, that was the climax of his couldn't... martyrdom of like well i'm not <laughs> going to get my love and i'm not going to get what i want to do so i'm just gonna get this tattoo on my entire oh, back to remind me i'm just a myself. tool <laughs> and he Can was 
was so also, embarrassed by yeah, what she found. Point, at, at what point she, like, touches his back and she's like, I can feel the ridges of the words. And I was like, tattoos don't. That's not how tattoos I have many work. tattoos. Yeah. There's no ridge. <laughs> Like, but when they're fresh, they are. When they're fresh, you could feel how them. When they're fresh, still feeling. that fresh at that point. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I don't know how much they've time been had in passed. the woods for weeks at that point. Like, there's no way that that was a fresh tattoo. I feel like you can feel them for a little while until they're like fully settled in. Yeah, but he had been underground so for two stupid. months the and then had so been stupid. escaped for yeah. about a month. So. Well, maybe he got it right before they left underground. He <laughs> knew that that, that would take hours, <laughs> hours. Like I know, and you it's picture so like stupid. Toya did it like stick and poke, yeah. right? Yeah. I doubt they had a tattoo yes. gun. They fucking did it with a pen. <laughs> like yeah, maybe <laughs> we're so discrediting the tools that they had to do it. Maybe it did leave a raised scar because of how. <sighs> Whatever it's technology, tattooing it, technology. It just seems so dumb. His, yeah, just, that is so stupid. Going, the phrase, then, they yeah. kept going back to the phrase, and I couldn't. Yeah. I'm just like, that's the stupidest sounding thing. I so get the they, sentiment, but that is a dumb way to say that. It was dumb, and he knew it was they dumb. They walk, they like walk into this, so they're like going to this whatever land where supposedly Mal and Alina are from. And they walk in there for like two weeks trying to find the Firebird. And it's, they finally find it, which was also somewhat of a confusing scene to me. It was I was very like, very confusing. Okay, to me. so. I was like, what is happening right now? She's <laughs> looking over the edge, but then the Firebird comes up and there's like, I was trying to picture in my brain how they could see the bones before they climbed up, but then also still see the bones once they were up on top. It was just so confusing. I don't know, maybe she was looking over the edge. <laughs> She know. must, but I think she was like, looking over the edge because she was seeing like the um, mist created at the bottom of the waterfall. And because the bird was white, it blended oh, in. Oh, it was like up. hidden. Yeah. Which until she said it was white like the other ones, I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense as to why you couldn't see it at first. Um, but also was not at all I what know. I was picturing. Yeah, me neither. When I hear firebird, I I assume like like a fire bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, during that scene is when obviously when they find out that he's the amplifier, but it was so confusing. She was like, yeah. He grabbed her, and their eyes met, and power surged between them, and. Then and suddenly knew. they knew. And yeah. I was like, And then she referenced what? Like, what they felt that night in the woods near the banya. I don't even remember. Do you remember what that was? That scene that they... What's a banya? It was like, I think it was like that, that dance like... area. Yeah, was it the dance where they were like sitting outside? I vaguely remembered it, but I didn't remember a jolt of but like, power. Does it only happen when he grabs her wrist then? And did he grab her wrist then? Or yeah, because he's seemed... like kissed her and hugged her and done all sorts of stuff in between that yeah. and it never happened. Yeah, that I don't know. I was super confused by sense. it, and it they were in like the interview. I don't know if you guys read the interview, but she Leah was like, I didn't want to make it too obvious that he was the amplifier. Like I always knew that he was gonna be. I didn't want to make it too obvious, and I was like, I think you went too far. I yeah, was, I think like, it wasn't obvious enough. <laughs> 
Yeah, like yeah. I was super confused. Yeah, and did yeah. not expect it at it, all. They do talk. It does come up in the um, show, so I assumed it was coming. But in the show, Bagra tells Alina, and I think that made way more sense. Like I think they should have. Yeah, it should have been like that in the yeah, book because she knows the whole history. Although, and there is at a one point, point, she's like that voice. Yeah, who is that? Like, yeah. She, like, mm-hmm. he comes to get her, and he's, yeah, she's, like, who was that person? Like, mm-hmm. but it's just not yeah. obvious enough in the book, I don't think. No, no like, I agree. I, I fully Like, agree. I knew it was coming, but, yeah, I, even looking, I didn't really feel like it was super obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there weren't, it's not like there were hints everywhere that once it happened, you see it, and you go, oh, duh, I should have known. Yeah. Like, clearly not. It's like, wait, what? Okay, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah, and then uh, then it, like okay, okay, they're gonna get back together. Like they start sleeping together and stuff after they find out about Which it. Which finally like, we got a hint of a little spice. Tiniest amount. I gotta say though, that like greenhouse area with the apple blossoms, like that sounds super cute. Like, that if setting I was very nice. <laughs> yeah. That is where I want to What a nice setting for your first time. Was it Alina's first time? Like all of our first times? Yes. I think it was Alina's first time. Which is also so unbelievable because they had been together for so long before they broke up and all that stuff happened. And they never did it. And yet he slept with fucking Zoya previously. Like then he makes some comment when they finally do do it. And he's like, says something about marriage, like implying almost that he wanted to marry her first, which I was like, what? So you could just sleep with all these other oh. women first and then, but you have to wait to marry. I, it was weird. I like, I'm, I don't know. It was weird. Guess I'm glad like that it that happened either. and it was really pretty where they were, but yeah. It was, yeah. That's actually not to get too off topic, but I will say this book was one of like the most visually appeal, like, even mm. when they were walking underground, all the different rooms that they went through, yeah. where they talked about there's like the pink quartz room and then the the like blue yeah. robin's yeah. egg room. Mm-hmm. Um, that that part I was like, wow, I want to see that. And then yeah, the the greenhouse where they fuck sounds really pretty. And then there was another. There's some oh the the, the sky fortress. castle. Yeah, yeah, I was like. I don't know. There are some very pretty sounding scenes mm-hmm. in this book. Well, and even like the the creepier ones, like Nikolai becoming that creature. Like yeah. I feel like it was overall okay, yeah, more descriptive. Yeah. Um, and I think that's maybe what I didn't yeah. really like about the second book. Like it just moved so fast, and I felt like there wasn't much of that at all. I mean, granted, they were in one place for the majority of it, but um. I, I liked the writing in this one much more. Yeah. The world building was really fun. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, Nikolai turning into Bat Boy. Let's talk yeah. about that. Bat Boy. That, that was scary was and terrifying. sad. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It just went into his mouth and like turned him when into something. Ha- oh yeah. It was when they, they came to the Sky the Castle. Fortress. Right. That's yeah. what happened. When yeah. Sergei betrayed them. Yeah. yeah. Asshole. Which I didn't see coming, even though he was being all weird and creepy. Like, I thought he was just, like, really severely Upset. fucked up. Yeah, I thought so, <laughs> Which too. I guess he was, and, like, he was trying to find this sense of safety and 
thought he could find it in the Darkling. I don't know. They didn't really explain that either. Yeah, they if never he really went to them it. or if they yeah. found him and got it out of him. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, fucking Sarah. But yeah, Day. Nikolai being turned into a monster and then having to just flee to avoid like attacking everybody yeah. was really sad. It was. And then when he, oh, you go. I was just gonna say it was well written. I thought like she like describing well how it happened. And then, like, the change, like, she could see him trying to still fight to be Nikolai, but realizing he couldn't, like, win that battle. And so taking himself out, being like, I'm going to start some terrible things if I don't just remove myself. Yeah. But then he, like, followed them. Well, I was going to say that. And then when she sees him again and he has, like, blood on his mouth. And she's like, holy shit. Like, he. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was. And then him coming and, like trying to get her to fix him when yeah. she holds out the emerald so ring sad. and he recognizes it and then he like tries to get her to fix him heartbreaking it's so heartbreaking. sad he put the ring on her finger like yes. <laughs> but it also made him so much hotter <laughs> becoming I bad <laughs> i want those claw hands all over me you know who you reminded oh, me of <laughs> the bat <Rising> boys <laughs> I know. Maybe he could have kept like just a little bit. Just keep the wings. Yeah. Well, you know? he kept the like his hands still. She said the that scars, he still had like the black yeah. fingers. Yeah, they're yeah. scars. That's not as cool. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I did like. I mean, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but when they have the battle at the end, like the big battle, and he comes and he's fighting against the mm-hmm. Nichi Voya. Yeah, thank you, Carmen. <laughs> I'm just gonna like gesture to you to yeah. say. <laughs> you know your role here. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he I don't know, that was kind of I don't feel like the Darkling fully thought out that whole turning him into a bat boy situation. Because yeah. it didn't actually corrupt him, it just made him a fighting force. Like, he ended up being helpful in that form. Yeah, but I think it did take out their leader out of commission in the Mm -hmm. army planning, which probably, like, destabilized a ton of, like, the army, like, their actual army, right? Like, if all of a sudden your leader goes missing and gets turned Mm -hmm. into a monster in the middle of a war, like, your soldiers are going to have no fucking faith or confidence, you know? And, like, at the start of it... I was going to say, that's the only time that he ever did that, like... Maybe ha- yeah. Know what what would happen? Yeah. He's like, I don't yeah. know. Let's just try this out, and he like spits it yeah. out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed kind of unexplained. De- like a lot definitely. of things. I mean, <laughs> there was that battle going on within him of being this animal creature and being himself, and maybe the Darkling just assumed the animal creature would win out, but he was stronger than that. Um, yeah. But it feels like I mean, he ended up making himself useful, but. By doing that, it made him useless to his troops, to leading this battle, which I think to Nikolai would be the biggest punishment. Like, all he ever wants to do is help and, like, solve things and, like, come up with plans for doing all different stuff. And this was, like, Mm -hmm. he couldn't function. He couldn't read. He couldn't control his hunger. Like, yeah. yeah. I also think, I mean, the Darkling thought... Oh, well, I was going to say, the Darkling thought that he was going to eat them. Like, he yeah. said something oh, like, let's true. see which of your yeah. friends he eats first. Yeah. Well, you know? And he like, ate something. We know he ate something, but we'll never know yeah. what. I kind of wanted to find yeah. out. 
We don't know unless unless they do yeah. release something from his point of view, which I would read the heck out of. Yeah, no, I totally would. Yeah, King of yeah. Scars is a book. What is it like, about? You saw a chapter. It's from the actual book. I think it's about Nikolai because of his hand scars, and he's the king now. Oh. Yeah, it's about Nikolai. It's three well, years after the war. We can do that later as part of our yeah as as a continuation. Yeah, I don't know when this falls in relation to the Six of Crows little one. Like, I don't know. Oh, Six the... of Crows is like a hundred years later. Like, way, way later. Oh. Did you read that, Carmen? Um, I do have a note on page 282. Finally, there's like a point. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. But there's a point when like she wants to use her magic, even though they're trying to hide and Mal stops her. <laughs> She's like, we oh. don't want a repeat of yeah, just like all the... of the other times that we're trying to hide, and I use and my magic. And you immediately use yeah. your magic. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm the only person in the entire universe who has this exact magic, but I use it all of the time. Yeah, it was when they were escaping after the Darkling had attacked them, and Agra oh. like uh, sacrificed herself. Yeah, and then they get like yeah. waylaid, and then he's like, "There's other Grisha around that could use them." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you're not the only Don't one Don't do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, they finally fucking learned to not do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about the, like, end little plan? Their little, uh, what's it called? Not heist. Uh, when they wanted to, like, jump yeah. the Darkling. Not jump him, but you know the fucking <laughs> weird yeah. thinking of. But essentially. Sneaky sneak him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, so she does another, like, she falls into his world whatever she like projects herself into his world and she sees him he's at the orphanage right like Mm -hmm. he goes to where she grew up and he alludes to the fact that he killed all of the children but then shows her that he legit killed her like mom figure the woman and the teachers Mm -hmm. and yeah and he's like botkin was my favorite that was sad and they're like hanging in a tree like it sounds so awful yeah yeah but he didn't say he killed he was taking the students on the skiff in the fold and he was using them as like hostage which we later find he did not actually do but he said that he was going to do Mm -hmm. right but yeah it's this like it is very harry potter where like, okay, she can read his feelings, but I don't think she realizes that he can read hers back. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And that he can use that against her. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of, how does she not think of that? Like, how does she not recognize she that? She is not the strategic mind of the party, okay? I don't okay? think she's very smart. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be mean, but she makes some real dumb choices. Yeah. But at times she was. There were times, like multiple times that I wrote down when she was making like kind of leader choices, like when they escaped the apparat and she like fucking took charge and is like, this is what you're going to do. These people are going to do this. We need yeah. to make a show to all the people. That was impressive. You know, like there are times yeah. when she's smart, but then there's also times when she's like so dumb. Mm-hmm. You're just like, why? <laughs> I, I was glad that she actually she's very said dumb about the Darkling. Yeah, I like honestly was surprised that she immediately was like, let me go find David. Let me find out what he wrote in those journals. I'm going to immediately tell Nikolai that I saw the Darkling. Like, I didn't think she was going to do that based yeah. on her past behaviors. But there was some character development there. So she got yeah. smarter about it. Yeah. Yeah. And she learned light bending. Yeah. I don't know. I found that a little, I was a little skeptical of that whole thing. I liked it. I liked it because it was like that and then like 
um, what Zoya had done or, or much earlier in the book with the sound, like shifting sound by using wind, like starting to introduce yeah. like these other bits of Grisha power that are not normally taught or normally thought about. And a lot of this book too is about how everything is connected and um Moritzova even was like both uh fabricator and um what's the other one called Corpor- like a healer corporal yeah. key or corporal yeah. or something yeah. yeah like really there's probably so much more that they could do but i wonder if tr- like training in that way was part of a way to make grisha less powerful and keep to them, make them more designated yeah than keep like them more zone. separated and and dislike each other and focus on a specific thing so i i did yeah. find it believable um and i kind of liked the evolution to those like newish powers coming out I did like that because prior to that, all she ever did was the cut. Yeah. The cut, the cut, the cut on everybody. And I got kind of tired of it. I think I, yeah, I wrote like, does she get any more moves? No. I guess I just felt like she picked up. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I just feel like the light bending, like it was very like, she learned it so fast. Yeah. Like it was just immediately like, why don't you try? They were just like, why don't you try doing it? And she's like, okay. Oh, look, I did it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. that's exactly what happened. It's the same with the, like, cutting. It's still cutting, but the, the, the mountaintop. mountaintop. Yeah. Where, yeah, when um, Bagra's like, oh, it took you so long. And I'm like, she literally did it in five yeah. minutes. Like, yeah. I will, yeah, but that's Bagra's character. She's like that for everything. To play, like, devil's advocate here, I think another part of her character development is that she finally started to like listen what people were actually trying to tell her and teach her like for so long she was in such denial and putting herself down and like doubting herself and her powers and now that she has read a lot more about what it means to be Grisha and lost so many people and learned to kind of read between the lines after being betrayed by Jenya and Bagra only telling her in the end of the first book or whatever that was that the Darkling was her son. Like, I feel like she grew to listen a lot more and trust herself a lot more and things started to come easier to her. That's true. That's true. To support and honestly, him. I liked their plan. I thought their plan was clever. Yeah. The plan to ambush him. Yeah, with the sound and the light. Yeah. And like, wait till he's in the fold and like circle him where they I, can't see him. I agree until it all went wrong. And then he was like, obviously, I'm going to bring more than one skiff. And obviously, I tricked you and I didn't actually bring. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that, very. I should have recognized that. I, like, yeah, but, that's but thing, she also like, couldn't risk not taking it seriously and let all those students yeah. die. Like, when I he guess. said it, it was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that makes sense. Like, But yeah. none of us thought of it either. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I did not. I thought the True. same thing. So I fell also for the trap. How stressful was that, though, when she was saying, like, I saw blood on the sand. It could have been Mal. It could have been, get like, yeah, she, it was such a stressful scene to read, 
And then when she started failing and she's like, I saw an arm that I was supposed to be hiding. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I was visu- it was very easy for me to visualize in my head that scene, yeah. which I think is kind of rare with books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That it's so well written. Which kind of sucks. It, you're just seeing it. Yeah. It was they so didn't stressful. Do- it would have been very cool if they did that scene in the show. I know. Well, are they going to do a third season? Or well, no, they basically did the They're third gonna do book more, in but- the second season. Yeah, the next season's going to be unrelated stuff because they killed the Darkling in the end of the second season and banished the world. Yeah. But it's very different. It's very... They went off the rails, I think, a little bit. So... Okay. But they didn't do that. We don't have to talk about it. Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. I just think visually it would have been cool. Like, the people popping in and out as she's trying to, like, concentrate. Mm -hmm. Because, like, of course it'd be hard. Like, people fighting and you're trying to maintain the light bending around each individual. All these different people. Yeah. In the dark, yeah. In the dark yeah. with someone now standing on your arm or whatever was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've been shot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll say, so because I did, and I, I think I talked about it in previous episodes, but I read the Six of Crows series before I read this series. Mm-hmm. And they say in that, like, oh, the fold and the sun summoner died when she broke it. So I, that, uh, when I said, oh, I already know how it ends, uh, I knew quote-unquote, knew Alina died. And so but that's actually why I was kind of, like, didn't. sad going into this book because I was like, oh, she's going to die, and it's going to be, like... Okay, like, and oh, also, reading it. in the little beginning part of this book... Hold on. I marked... It's not even the book itself. For my father, sometimes our heroes don't make it to the end. I was like, fuck, I guess See? Alina's going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. I straight up thought the whole, like... In all of this, like, oh, is it going to be the Darkling? Is it going to be, uh, you know, Mal? Is it going to be Nikolai? I genuinely thought she was going to die. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, yeah, I so did you too. went into yeah, it like the, with a very different view yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised when, like, the Darkling's dying scene, first of all, was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, was him being sad. like, please don't leave me alone. Please say my name. Like, I know. Don't let them desecrate my body. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so sad. And then she did burn his body, like, atop the the pyre with the her fake pyre. Yes. Body. Yeah. Yes. I, I thought it was actually really kind of beautiful. Mm. Like, I don't know. The ending well, I was pleasantly happy with. I will say, I think that I agree was like, I think it was in character, it fit with what Alina would do. And I did think it was kind of a nice little closure piece to burn his body along with her fake body. Because mm-hmm. she did have a respect for the Darkling and understood him in a way no one else did. So I think her honoring that request is in character with what she would do. Um, I didn't love the ending in terms of when she gets... So she kills Mal, she gets the third amplifier, and then the power of the amplifier is to give everyone else power and take hers away. And, like, I don't know. I was like, what? Like, yeah. I don't know. I would agree with that. I mean, I thought it was nice. It was a very nice way for that all to turn out. But how believable did it feel based yeah. on everything? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I'm just like, how powerful was Morozova that he could somehow write this yeah. spell 500 years ago? And that even, like, a descendant of a descendant of a descendant but I don't even, of a descendant. And I don't even like, think that he intended years. to. He accidentally made his second daughter the third amplifier. And in doing that, that was the cost of the of using Merzost was that when she was killed, that power was disseminated Maybe. to everybody. 
Do you think if someone else with a different ability used the three amplifiers that that would have been disseminated? So like, I don't think anybody else could use. I don't think anyone else could use them. Because she was the only person to ever have two, right? So not even anyone else could have had two without going crazy. Well, maybe the Darkling. What if the Darkling got all three and then everyone had dark powers and he had none? What if if Mm. Mal was the first one to die? Would it be Mm. just, like, it's just the third one that does this? Or? Yeah, I think you have to have all, I mean, you have to have all three. So just once you have all three. Also, can we talk about how ridiculous it is that he came back to life? Yes, again, it would have been continue. better if he I just died. I wish he had died. Yeah. Yeah. It, it and it's not ridiculous. because of my sentiment of not really liking Mal. <laughs> I think it would have made for a better ending. I think it was a little bit like that kind of just like. It's a little bit because I don't like Mal. Yeah. <laughs> she, I think she deserved that. I said. I said not just, but also, yeah, it's kind of just very hand wavy. It's kind of like you had more of a powerful yeah. ending if he actually died and she went to live her life alone yeah. the way she kind of always feared. Instead, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, no, just kidding. We did get him back miraculously from you stabbing him in the heart. Like, I guess I would have okay. felt, do you think she would have gone off by herself still if he had died and left her alone? Or do you think she would have stayed with Nikolai at his suggestion and like taught. I think she would have gone. Yeah. By her. But her loneliness was her so. biggest like fear. And she finally did create this she, group of other friends. She didn't have any power though. She was true. She was like, I don't belong at court. Like she doesn't belong there. But Nikolai doesn't She's not powers. a royal. And now that she doesn't have power, I don't, I don't think she would have. Yeah. I think she would have done the orphanage thing no matter what. I kind of feel like she would have done the orphanage thing, too, by herself. Maybe. And yeah. maybe because they did come and visit her and stuff. So, like, maybe she would have mm-hmm. gone and done that. And they she would have still had her friends. And then she'd be providing, like, a better yeah. experience for these orphans than she had. But Yeah. That was kind of cute yeah. at the end when they came to visit and brought gifts. And yeah. it was very, very like cute. It was very yeah. cute. I liked. Yeah. Again, like, I, I liked the ending. Like, I liked how it all worked mm-hmm. out. I don't know if it's, again, I don't know how believable it is, but they do try to explain it as, like, Mal had essentially two lives. Like, he was born. Yeah, I didn't like that, though. I didn't like it, though. Like, I appreciate that she tried, but I don't, it was not believable. Mm -hmm. I I agree. I didn't buy it. I was also just assuming that, like, oh, they got his heart started again. Like, because Tamar and Tolia are um, heart Heart renders, so... And they have the ability to heal. So, yeah. Like, she said at one point that she could feel him going cold. Yeah. Like he was dead. Yeah, he was dead. And then they he stopped just trying. And then all of a sudden. Yes. I don't know. Once you're dead, if you leave someone dead on the ground, they usually don't just come back to life when you stop. <laughs> no. Like, you're not. De- it's not like they were continuing efforts, you know? Yeah. They like, if anything, like, yeah. if anything, if they brought him back, it should restart the same as, like, Molar Tov, whatever, like him bringing back his daughter 500 years ago and all of the implications of that. It's like it restarts the whole cycle again mm. by bringing him back to life. The Darkling comes back to life. Everything just starts yeah. over again. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a little, I think it would have been a more powerful ending if he had, if he had just actually died. died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say it distracted me. I mean, slightly less than the last one. Really? Maybe like a seven. Really? 
Yeah. I think it distracted me a little more. It definitely I would give it uh you'd give it a seven. I'll give it an eight. I'll give it a nine. <laughs> I felt very wow, okay. very involved. Like I didn't want to put it down and it was much more yeah. enjoyable to to read to me than the previous book. I really didn't like the previous yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with that, but I, I think the first one was my favorite. Like yeah, if it was I, I first I one agree. Yeah. Yeah. So then would we recommend? Yes, I would definitely, definitely recommend. And I'm also interested to read more in this. Like, I want to read more in this universe because I very much like this world building Same. concept yeah. of this. The magic book. is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something in that, like, interview with the author at the end. She mentions the Six of Crows series and how Grisha Power is, like, different in it. So I would like to read that. I think Six of I prefer Six of Crows still. Hmm. I love a heist. I will always vote <laughs> yeah. for the heist. So we can do that down the road. Yeah. And if the other one, I think we said it was like a two. <laughs> On the, I think this a chili like, pepper scale. I think yeah. we still said half a chili pepper. I think I don't think you guys yeah. last it up. <laughs> I don't think we did. I think we said it was still a peppercini. Yeah, I think pepper- we gave yeah. it. This is like, I guess, a single pepper, maybe. Yeah, I would upgrade it to a pepper. <laughs> It was kind of like a hint, like almost like the essence of a pepper, you know? It was very like, fade to black. Yes. It alluded to what could be a yes. little bit more. Yes. But yeah, they really didn't describe much. No. But more than both of the other books. Yeah. So, so yeah. now that we have completed the trilogy of Shadow and Bone... We are going to take a break with a standalone book. We are next planning to do the book Lore by Alexandra Bracken. So if you'd like to pick that up at your local bookstore uh, and read that along with us for next week's episode. Oh, yes, or the library. Um, You can read that with us for next week. It is more uh, Greek mythology. I'm kind of excited about. Yes. Very into it. So thank you and goodbye. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Young Adulting. Cover art is by Veronica Rascona. Music is by Kevin McLeod. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at youngadulting underscore bookpod. You can see our future book club topics on our website at youngadultingbookpod.com. We'd love to hear your opinion and get recommendations for future books. Bye!